the more intelligent you are with your emotions and the more you understand your body and the way your mind works, the happier you can be in life for sure. Hello, I am Joel Ingram and this is Crisis to Crushing It Podcast. Let's dive into this week's talk and I'll help to increase perspective, expand perception and allow you to change your reality. Enjoy the show. Is you ready to roll? Ready to roll. Ready to roll. Okay, <laughs> okay so today I have with me uh, Suan Reynolds. Welcome, Suan. Welcome to the show. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely and smiley. I love it. It's, just, it's a shame it's on audio. It needs to be on video. But uh, at, a later, at a later date, they will all be going on YouTube. So. Yeah, Lush. sounds okay. good. Okay. So like I say, welcome to the show. Um, would you like to tell my uh, audience a little bit about yourself, please? Yes, so my name is Shuan and I'm from Cardiff and I'm a meditation teacher. So um, I go around schools teaching kids and teachers um, how to meditate and I, I give them classes really. And that's what I do roughly on a basic level. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Do you, do you find that children take that on easy? Oh, they take it. I find they take it on like easier than than adults for sure definitely yeah. um, they find it easier to to just switch off and and just move into the silence even easier than us adults because I guess because we're so wired into going from A to B doing this and that it's hard to stop and just be yeah so they they're, they're really really good to kids are <laughs> What's the approach like when you get the teachers? I, I'd imagine, I don't know, I think back to my childhood, I think of some of my teachers learning meditation, and it's, it's sort of a no, that wouldn't be happening, you know? Yeah. Well, no, actually, no, they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty open to it. I mean, some are more open than others. Um, you know, some might be a bit like, oh, uh, what is this? Or... I don't know if this is going to work for me, but you know, most of them are, they know that it's been, um, a lot, a lot of studies have been on meditation proving that it really, it can significantly help your mental health. So most teachers are really, really on, on board with it and ready to start, um, meditating themselves. So yeah, no, it's, it's good feedback overall. That's good. That's good. Could you, well, you know, it'd be a, it'd be a crying shame if the teachers weren't open to something that could help them improve what they're doing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It can help them, um, you know, not only at themselves, um, you know, it can not only help them calm, um, calm their own, own being, calm themselves, relax, de-stress, get rid of the anxiety, but it can also help with their work the quality of their work and the quality of their teaching. So the kids that they teach can also benefit from them meditating. So it's a, like a ripple effect. Yeah, exactly. So, it's cool. so we've, we've sort of already touched on it. Um, so what, what's, what's going on in your world right now? I know you see that's, that's what you're doing. You're a meditation teacher and you're working with children and teachers. So uh, and we, we met at uh, an event uh, where I heard you pitch out. Uh, very confidently, uh, very passionately, 
<laughs> and it was really good. It was really good. Um, and, and I enjoyed it. Uh, and I liked what you were, were trying to bring. Uh, I wonder if you could just discuss that a little bit further. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was pitching um, about my um, uh, business, Calm Cloud. Uh, it's just launched about uh, a month and a half ago. And it's already got about six schools on board. So it's really exciting. Um, it's going better than I thought. So what is Calm Cloud? Uh, it's basically a website where teachers can go on to and find all sorts of meditations that they can play during class for their pupils. And the meditations are in Welsh, in the Welsh language as well. So um, in Welsh schools are more, you know, they're more attracted to Welsh content. So the yeah, Welsh meditations as well. And um, so I, as as I did, I, I started the business, so I, I am passionate about it. But yeah, I'll show my passion now. I think I just think it's such a good tool for 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 teachers and schools to have um, because like a lot of courses, a lot of meditation and mindfulness courses for teachers can be quite um, expensive and quite a big investment. So just having this tool. Um, this calm cloud just to, for teachers just to have something that they can press play during class and their kids their pupils can close their eyes and just listen to someone guiding them through meditation is something that can transform I think a lot of schools yeah I agree I know it's that that was the, one of the building blocks for me changing my life was meditation Wow. taking me from reactive to uh, responsive mm. you know um, mm -hmm. when you're living in your feelings and your emotions they can sometimes get the better of you um, yeah. and I found that combined with yoga which in itself is like for me was a form of meditation um, allowed me to be more present and more aware of where I wanted to be and then moderate myself accordingly you know yeah yeah it's amazing. It's it's actually it can be life changing. Like meditation, also it changed my life um, completely. Um, it's almost like I became. I just changed. I just changed as a person. Um, instead of it's quite similar to what you're saying about being less reactive and more responsive. It was more after the after meditating. I'm more in myself. And I'm, I'm more, it's quite, it sounds weird, but it's, I'm more in my body and less, less living, um, living, depending on what's going around me. So it's less like what's going on around me? Um, um, who's walking across the street? What, what am I watching on TV? Um, what, what? What text am I going to receive next? What's happening on Facebook? You know, <laughs> it's less that. It's more like it's more like how am I feeling now? Um, and yeah, being in me and yeah, you're less reactive and more more reflective before you start doing any quick decisions. Yeah. It's not as snappy, it's more calm, and it's basically happier. 
happier, more joyful, and less stressed after meditating. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, that's good. No, I, I get it. You know, it's spot on. It's, so, so what was, you, you sort of alluded to it, but what was Suan like before? So let's, <laughs> let's, go, let's, go, let's go back a few years. So uh, let's go back to like uh, school, during the school. Oh, okay. so, so what was you like in school? Um, I was, I was a pretty good girl, um, until, well, no, not until. 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 (laughs) Yeah. No, that's what, yeah, that's, yeah. I was a good girl in school, but then when, when, you know, we're 18 years old, when, when we went out partying, it was a different case, you know, I, I just, I mean, it's a part of being, it's about part of being a teenager. You have to be break the rules sometimes um <laughs> that's what i like yeah that's what i did and i embraced that i'm so glad i did you know it's important too um so but no re- regarding the sort of more um linking it up to meditation i guess i was i was i was less um confident you might have thought i was a confident person in a in a party like oh yeah she's confident this is when i was 18 like oh yeah she looks confident she's speaking to everyone she's dancing she's laughing but actually you know inside i wasn't actually 100 percent comfortable with just just being in my skin i i was almost looking for other people's approval like all the time without me knowing I didn't think I was but actually I, I was um you know for example if I if I said a joke I would definitely need people to laugh because if they didn't laugh I'd be like oh my gosh you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> or maybe if I if I tripped up um like on this if I was walking down the street and I tripped over over the pavement and like fumble like fumbled to the floor I'd be really embarrassed and that feeling of oh gosh but it's now it's it's like after meditating it's like you know you I realize that I am awesome and we're all awesome we don't need to prove ourselves ourselves to to anyone we just need to be and we're already we're already amazing and and yeah we don't need to prove prove anything it's just we're all all we're all amazing is one of the things i'm trying to say yeah <laughs> that's, a, that's a brilliant message i love it i love it yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we sometimes don't recognize our own worth and, and i can i can hold us back yeah 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 totally yeah definitely so have you always have you always been into like because when i was growing up and going through school i was always like into the uh, the east so like china you know and, and all this the culture and everything else and it's a little bit it's mystical and everything you know um so were you that way as well and that's what's led to this or was it a different uh evolutionary path for you yeah um not really i mean i had this random hippie phase from like when i was eight years old <laughs> until <laughs> eight and a half like six months i was just wearing all of my mum's old stuff but not really, to be honest. I never really um, gravitated towards, you know, um, Buddhism or any, anything like that. I just, it was, it, I'd say my 
meditation journey basically began um, about five years ago. So um, it started, started, you could say. So when I was 14 years old, um, I was um, diagnosed with epilepsy. And um, fast forward um, to 20 years old, I was studying in university and um, I was suddenly having more seizures. My seizures had increased in frequency and severity. So I went to the um, uh, doctors and I was like, what should I do? I'm having more seizures. Uh, what should I do? And they told me, well, I think you should up your medication, take more med, take more meds. And I was like, oh my gosh, not this old story. I don't want to take more medication, you know? It's, I mean, it was giving me side effects of feeling drowsy, um, forgetful, uh, tired, and just slower um, cognitively. Um, and so I was ready to take on other other um, ways of decreasing seizures. I didn't know what they would be, but I was like, is there another way of decreasing seizures? And I came across a paper that was on um, um, meditation and seizures. And I found out that they could help decrease seizures. So I was like, right, let's do that. So I didn't know what meditation really was, but I remember after reading the uh, article, I typed in YouTube, um, meditation for beginners and I just sat down and listened to this ram random meditation and I was like oh that was pretty relaxing so I, I, I was like okay if I want this to make a change I'm going to do it like every day so um, I did it um, like every day for 20 minutes and I got better and better um, as you do with anything when you do it over and over again um, and after about four months, that's when everything everything changed. Changed. Um, not only did my seizures decrease, but like I, I changed as, as a as a as my values changed. My my level of confidence grew. I had more physical energy. I was less stressed. My grades at university improved. I was happy as a person, you know, waking up with a smile on my face, with um, a chest that wasn't feeling as tight mm -hmm. and, and heavy. Mm -hmm. And with all of these life-changing changes <laughs> that it was in my life. So that's when I was like, oh my gosh, why isn't everyone meditating? Why? This is insane. So when I finished um, psychology at Exeter, I came back home to Cardiff and I started um, the my, my meditation business and yeah that's that's my story <laughs> nice. brilliant yeah. brilliant and you're right spot on why are more people doing it I mean when I when I often initiate conversations around meditation uh, the conversation uh, can be perceived or looked on as being a bit uh, out there a bit woo-woo you know mm-hmm but yeah. I, don't, I know it's becoming more mainstream, but and I think there's still that little bit of a, a hurdle, especially with. Uh, I think that you're always going to get those types of people in society that just don't want to change, and they, anything new is a challenge to their old life. Um, you know, and, and I just and I and I get frustrated when you're trying to help people and you're trying to say, "Look, we've got this thing you could do," 
that could change your life, like you said, yeah. and then they, they just choose not to. So is it is there, are you seeing people from all walks of life in what you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah, well, yeah. Well, all walks of all walks of life. Um, I've, I've taught kids from like four years old to to you know adults, grown adults. I don't know. You could say I don't know how what my oldest one was. But I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. But like old, but like oh yeah, all walks of life. Um, yeah, and like you said, some they. They don't. They might not see the benefit in it. Um, so that might just mean that it's not their time right now. Because I might have heard about meditation when I was, you know, fourteen, uh, when I just had um, epilepsy. Someone might have told me, "Shuan, meditation can decrease your seizures," and I might have been like, "Oh, really? Okay, uh, not really that bothered. Really, you know." <laughs> but it's just. The timing was right um, when when I heard about it. The timing was right. I was ready for change, and we all just hear about these things and really listen to them and consider them at different different times in our lives. So it's just whenever whenever someone isn't ready to listen, they are listening, but they're not actually listening. Whenever someone isn't actually ready to listen, when I talk about meditation, I just, I just say in my head, like, it's, it's not, it's not their time at the moment. They're probably going through something else in their lives or maybe considering something else. It's not their time, but it might be, you know, next week or in five years. So yeah, we've all got a different timetable in a way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to thank you for that. Cause, uh, you've just given me a little another piece of the puzzle just clicked in there uh, oh, yeah. I often yeah, when I work with people I often get like I can get off when I get off the call I'm frustrated and I think I want to help them why don't they want to help themselves as much as I want to help them <laughs> you know mm-hmm. but it's yeah it's that awareness that yeah it's not their time and you're spot on because I know yeah like it wasn't until I was like I think 41 42 40, sorry, before this, everything crumbled for me. So, it, it, you know, that's that's a lot of years gone by, a lot of people <laughs> saying stuff and choosing not not to take the advice, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 totally, totally. Um, you know, we've, all, we've all got different timetables and it's all, it's all meant to be when it, when it happens. It's yeah. about... I meant to hear about meditation properly. I actually listening to when I was 25, mm. and you, your pivoting time was was what was it when you were 40? Before we have we don't have the same lives, you know. We're all mm. here. We're all different. Yeah, it is. It is something that clicks, isn't it? You're like, oh my gosh! So I don't have to shout meditation into everyone's ear and expect them to. Be like, oh my gosh, okay, I will meditate this second, Juan. You know, because <laughs> they're like, come on. But actually, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's a clicking moment. It's like, oh, okay, then they 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 have got a different life to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, you're spot on. I I, I had a, another guest on, uh, Alex, and uh, he, he gave me some information about um, dads when they, when they've had babies, when the mothers have had the babies, the chemical balance within the males changes. And they, and they go from being 
uh, mostly you know, testosterone heavy to be in estrogen an in, wow. increase in estrogen obviously to nurture the, the baby and it and that cycles until they're six around six years five to six years apparently wow. um, yeah i didn't know this right i've had three kids yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right so then so then he said he said when you get to that age he said then the, the testosterone starts to increase again and then wow. when we work my timetable out like as things were in the past and i sort of i went on his path and then I, we, we felt, my wife fell pregnant with the last one, uh, Roman. And then I just went off the boil again. And then when he come to a certain age, I, I, I started to be more driven again. Um, wow. So, yeah, you, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's stuff that we don't know uh, that's impacting us on a daily basis. And, and, and such as children, which you just take for granted that you're the same. Yeah. You're not the same, you're not the same even though... You know, like the inside is different, but the outside is the same. You know. Mm, so. Yeah. Well, that's so that's so interesting. So, was it the outside is the same, but the inside is different? What do you mean by the outside? Like. So the the, the represents the, the physical representation of me. Uh, I is see. It, is the same, even even though you know when men get uh, have children, they they can develop uh, dad bods. You know, when they start to get like the moves and everything yeah. else, <laughs> so, and that's all part of the you know the chemical imbalance. You know, yeah, we're not, we're not told that. Nobody tells you that anywhere along the line. Yeah, that's quite significant. That's very significant, isn't it? Yeah. Like you, your body chemicals they actually change. You have a baby, so I guess it's like well, changes are going to happen in the way I. I react and and act and things like that because my hormones are different and things have changed and that's that's actually natural and actually good then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it's learning to manage it because then we're going from a male state to a female state. Females live in the more emotional feeling state, whereas men tend to the more logical. Yeah. Um, but then, you, you, do you know what I mean? We're sort of flitting between the two. Yeah. With no awareness about to manage our emotions and our feelings, because when you're a father growing up, or when you're a son or whatever growing up, everything is about being a man. Is as far as I can see, it's all macho BS. Like you know, it's suck it up, be a man. Mm-hmm. You know, boy, big boys don't cry, and all those stories mm-hmm. that you're told as a kid. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, your child's born, and then you find mm-hmm. yourself having a, having a, a moment where you're weeping because somebody's just. Uh, an animal's just been shot on telly or something, you know? And there we go, what's going on, you know? And then it's, it's all internal, but you, you don't realise, so. That's amazing. Like, <laughs> and that, like since, like, that's amazing. And I'm, I'm thinking about meditation just popped into my mind when, you know, just now, because I guess having a, how I'm having a, a child is such a big, big change. Big change. Well, it's like a huge change in your life. Yeah. <laughs> And like two, your timetable is gonna be different. Like what you do every single day is definitely gonna be definitely gonna like change hugely. And and then also three, the the actual physical change that you go that you have within. There's so much change happening. And with that, whenever, whenever a big change happens in my life, 
I feel like I need to meditate more mm. because when things, when situations change around me, I naturally, I have different responses because the outside world is different. So I change. There are different qualities that come up in me. Um, so I almost feel like I have to just meditate, have a quiet moment to understand myself again. Mm. Um, and when I feel like I understand myself again, like, for example, why am I having these emotions? Why am I reacting like this? How is this situation affecting me? Um, what is this emotion that I'm feeling? What does it mean? Just clarifying all of these things. When I clarify myself internally, the outside world, whatever happens outside of me, my situations, my world, it's just so much simpler, so much clearer, so much more easy to to handle. Mm. Um, so I always, I really love telling people that just once you change or get clear on who you are inside, everything else externally can be so much, so much easier. And that's why I'm like, oh, okay, meditate. Because meditation is an amazing tool to understand yourself more and clarify yourself on who you are. Yeah. yeah I'd advise, definitely, I'm thinking now, wow, when I have a, or if I'm lucky enough to have a child, I'm definitely going to meditate around that time if I have time. <laughs> so we all have time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you just got to make it, haven't you? you just got to schedule it. Also. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, you, you touched on something earlier on. You said when you changed, um, your values changed, you changed. Uh, I found it interesting you saying that because I, I noticed I didn't, I wasn't really aware of my values until the change had taken place. Um, and I don't know if that's because you, I'm learning in an environment which covers values and everything else. Do you know what I mean? Which we sort of we got on a rough idea about what's right and wrong and you know we value our family health but then there's all the little things that we tend to miss like being present like a uh, state of mind mental health physical health emotional health you know i, I just well, i just wondered at what point you become uh, aware of values mm, ooh it's a good question <laughs> oh well um i'd say it kind of goes along with what you've said. Like it's when, when the external world, everything around you changes or when small things around you change, change, that's when it brings up something that might already be within you, but it brings it out of you and puts it right in front of your face. So you can see it, whether that's like, um, Oh, apparently I'm a, I'm quite a, a jealous person. So if, for example, you're in the office and someone someone walks in with these awesome red heels, <laughs> and and then that brings something up within you and shows it to your face. Maybe that feeling of of jealousy. You see it in front of you. You experience that jealousy, and it's actually something that was in you already. It's nothing that the external situation gave to you or inputted. 
into you. It's just a quality that you already had. Um, and what was your question again? <laughs> no, about values. I was just wondering what value. point you become values, yeah. Values, yeah. Oh, I mean, ah, oh, yeah. Um, I don't know how that came up, but yeah, I'll actually answer your question now. <laughs> um, so I think when it's when oh let's think I guess it's when like sort of scary or big big maybe life-threatening things happen in your life or when you're when you're really maybe pushed to your limit maybe pushed to a place that you're really uncomfortable or maybe you push to a place where you're really scared um maybe somewhere you've never been mentally before um that's when you realize what actually the small things that are actually important like um so i for example my experience after having a seizure is like you wake up from from being unconscious and it's almost like everything that was going around you going on around you in your world for example your your job or your hobbies um every everything in your world what your routine is your life your reality at that time everything just goes and you feel like it's it's just you you're it's just you being there you're just mm. so you feel mm. so alone um and you feel even, even though there are people around you physically it's just you you it's almost like no no one can no one can touch you and come close to you you're just there on your own so that was my like almost experience of oh my gosh this is this is oh, like so scary so horrible that's when i I guess I, I realized then, whoa, the things that I was worrying about, like maybe deadlines or um, maybe FOMO, you know, fear of missing out or these sort of external things that I was worrying about is just like, wow, that is so insignificant right now so so insignificant so small it doesn't matter at all and then that's when i realize each time that i have a seizure i realize this is like wow the things that's that's most important the value values is my happiness my well-being in within me not just outside not just my face smiling not just my 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 me having a great house a great car and all of this it's about my heart being as light and as happy as it can be and that's really the most important thing i feel in life that's that's really the most important thing so it's about just working if you can do if we can if we can do something small every day that that keeps us in the right or 
there's no right and wrong, but in the best state that we can be um, internally, in our hearts, small thing we can do, um, or even to push on us on that track towards um, being in a happier space, that is some one of the best things that we can do. One of the best ways we can spend our time is just working towards being a, a, a lighter, a lighter being, a happier being, a happier person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I um, I, I found when I started on th- this road of change, initially it was just all-consuming and overwhelming uh, because there was so much to change. Um, I, I found myself in a situation where I had three children, a job I didn't enjoy. Uh, I love my wife, love my kids, mortgage. But I'm, I'm in this situation, earning money to fund it in a job I don't enjoy. And that was sucking the soul out of me, um, which, which is partly the reason why I took this on, uh, the podcast, because this, this is, this fills me right now. This is my focus. This is talking to people, hearing their stories, sharing their messages, the missions they want to do in the world, what they, you know, the good they're trying to create. This, this fills me up. Um, and then, and it's funny how you, how you implement one thing that sort of ticks one box where you feel just 1% better. Mm. And then that 1% leads you to an awareness of something else that you could implement and get a 1% change in. You know, and and it's sort of gone on like that to the point where my financial position is not awesome right now because I've I've taken a moving job. I've taken a step backwards to go forwards. Nice. But the job I love, and to go to work and say I love my job is to me is mind blowing because I was I was stuck. I was twenty plus years doing the one role. Uh huh. And I'm only five, okay. I'm only four months into five months into this one, but this feels like it. This feels like, do you know what I mean? This is a this is a, yeah. a massive part of the puzzle is to be able to go to work and and, go, and where I'm going with this is, you mentioned the lightness of heart, and that's that's exactly how it feels. It's all like, like there's there's no guilt about coming home late because I'm doing I've still got to do my hours to get paid, mm-hmm. but then. If I am staying behind, I'm doing something I I know that is filling me. While at the same time, I've still got to balance it with family expectations, you know. Yeah. But at least I'm not going to something which is sucking, <laughs> sucking the juice yeah. out of my stone, you know. Because people don't know. I mean, I you you you're only a youngster, in you. Do I mean? I I don't know how old you are. But you look. Uh-huh. I'd look. I'd say early twenties. Yeah, twenty five. There you go. <laughs> well, I'm myself in a position, and didn't I? <laughs> it's okay. I was seventeen, like last month, which was amazing, which is kind of cool. I was like, yeah, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, that's amazing that you now go to work and you're like, you're feeling, you're feeling lighter, and it's like that, a few steps closer to that feeling of having a, a lighter body and, mm. a light, and a lighter heart that's so amazing like so how did you like change from from or how did you get that determination to literally change from from having being in that state of like working in a job that you didn't like 
into actually I'm going to take a step back to take a step forward? How did you get the motivation to just, yeah. The, 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 the situation was such, I've been in uh, for 10 plus years. So I figured if, if I don't change, nothing will change. And therefore I've got this until I retire. And that wasn't, mm-hmm. that wasn't an option. Mm-hmm. Um, so oft, so often when I was struggling, uh, and my therapist was helping me, he, I don't, the books I read, they all say they mm-hmm. take you to that mm-hmm. point when you're 80 and they ask you to look back on your life and they ask you, you know, and you're telling your grandkids stories about your life and what you've done and what you've achieved. And then I've got to turn around and from that position in time, I had no stories. And basically if kids, the kids don't listen to your words, they listen to your actions. So if I'm, if I'm stuck in a job and I'm coming home miserable as guts every day, you know, not, and I'm not present when I'm here because I'm dwelling on the stuff that's just gone on. Cause I, yeah. you know, uh, then I'm not a very good model for the type of life they should live. So that was my driver. Also, I've got to add to that. My wife is incredibly supportive, like to another level. And it was a case of just make the move. We'll deal with what comes next. Yeah. So. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's so cool. That's so inspiring. Yeah, that's amazing. Awesome. <laughs> it's, it's good for people to be aware. Like I said, you're young, and you're, you're, you're still going into these things. And, but you're aware enough to be aware when something feels off. Do you know, like, uh, like if you were feeling frustrated or angry about something, you would, you've already said it. I mean, you've done some brilliant questions. What is this emotion about? Where is it coming from? You know, what can, I think one of the main, the main ones is what can I do about it? And most people won't ask that question because they're afraid of the actions they will have to take. You know, it's, 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 it's an, an understanding that responsibility lies solely with you. Mm-hmm. And you're, inc- you're incredibly um, lucky, not lucky, but gifted. And to be a, as aware as you are as early on in your life, that you can then address these emotions when they come up and, then, and use them as signposts, you know? I mean, mm. that, that's, that's a way to end to look at emotions as, this, as signposts. My, my story, uh, yeah. yeah. You... I think what you're saying, like, is so, it's so, so, so significant for everyone, for all of us, like, to use our emotions as signposts, because when we, when we don't listen to our emotions, and when we just, we're literally just living in our external world, we're just, you know, we're waking up, we're going to our, um, our jobs, we're taking care of our kids, we're taking them here, we're taking them there, um, and we're on our phones, everything's external. We, we don't give any attention to ourselves and how we feel. If we do that over like, over a period of time, we we could risk even losing where we are emotionally. We can even risk losing the ability to read our emotions. Yeah. So, and being being you know, I've been there, being in the state of being like, okay, right, I'm gonna 
I've, I've for some, I'm, I'm like, for some reason, I'm feeling lost or I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling really like sad. Why is this? Suddenly, when I actually call attention to it, when it becomes really, really that that dark feeling becomes really in your face, and you actually have to give it attention. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, right. Well, I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling really, really, really down. It's in your face, and you're like, how did I get here? How did I get here? It's almost like you you finding yourself in the other side of the world. You open your eyes. Suddenly, you're in a jungle, and you're like. Oh my gosh, how did I get here? <laughs> how did I get here? And then, but if, you know, if you, if you took a map with you and saw your journey to that jungle, um, to that jungle, like, oh, I, I, you know, I crossed the, the river at this part and then I walked through, um, this with, you know, here and there, and then this is how I, this is how I got there. Then it's easier then. And by the way, that map is your emotions. The map is your emotions and you clocking into how you're feeling every day. When you've got your emotion map, you know how to get out of that place in the jungle. You know where you are. You know why you're feeling that, that anxiousness or that depressedness. But you know, as as I was, as most of us are, the situation where a lot of us are in is we we come up to that dark place and we're like, okay, how do I get here? And we don't know how we got there. So it's like, how do I get out? How do I get out of this dark jungle? And I didn't don't even know what how I got here. <laughs> so so if you if you find yourself in a jungle and you don't know where you are in the dark jungle. Then I know I've said this many times, but meditation is a great tool. It's almost like meditation is, it's like Google Maps, okay? So it's like almost having like a sky, uh, a sky view of, I'll just put my phone on, phone on charge. I'll repeat what I'm just going to say. No worries. Okay, phew. <laughs> okay, good. I'm, I'm on. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, now we're back on. You okay? We we're all good. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I, was, I was on a roll there. I was like, oh my gosh, I've got an amazing, like, way to describe this thing and then my phone's like your phone is going to turn off in 30 seconds and I'm like oh my gosh quick put it into the charger <laughs> anyway <laughs> it was you was google google mapping yeah we were google mapping yeah so um so yeah if you are lost in that dark jungle meditate and meditation is an ma- amazing tool it's like google maps it's like if on satellite mode, you can see the jungle from a, a satellite um, mode. You know, when you can look down on the earth yeah. and you can see it from a, an above point of view. 
um, an above perspective. So you can see yourself there. You can see yourself standing in the jungle from um, that point of view, from above. So then you can just see the the way out. You can see the way out when you when you meditate. You can more easily find the way out of that jungle. Um, so yeah, meditation is a great tool if you suddenly turn a corner and you're like, oh my gosh, I am feeling really anxious or I'm feeling really depressed. How did I get here? Then meditate and um, I'm not saying you'll find it out in one meditation, but get get into the routine of meditating every day and you'll get more clarity over how you how you reached that dark space um and how then to to make your way out of that dark place so yeah i think that made sense the the, the falling of the of the of the light and the 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 phone almost turning off kind of distracted me a bit but i think i think that makes sense it you're good you're good <laughs> so so do you think there's an element i mean you touched on it earlier on um when you mentioned about the red shoes you said um it's not and you touched on acceptance of emotions yeah um, which when i don't know about growing up as a, as a girl but boys are not taught to acknowledge their emotions mm-hmm. you think and uh, having understandance allows you to accept and then go to the next level Having like an understanding of like your emotions. Yeah. So to in order to have an understanding of your emotions, you need to be willing to experience them. Ah. Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I guess because I'm not a, um, I haven't had that, um, sort of, I'm brought up as a, uh, a male. I wouldn't really know your side side of it, but. Yes, definitely, for sure. Like, for you even to understand yourself on a deeper level, it's almost like one of the first steps is is to fully experience your emotions. Like, it's, we're not going to find out who we are on a deeper level if we don't fully experience our emotions so if whenever you feel whenever like whenever we feel um like stressed or angry or or like we want to cry or whatever it's about like fully sitting sitting with that emotion and really feeling into it if if you have like a space in your in your house that's quiet and just for you um maybe you know your bedroom sit with whatever emotion that you experienced that day that made you feel uncomfortable so just sit down and be with that emotion if you start crying cry without any any feeling of of holding yourself back is in a in a space of no judgment fully experience that emotion and yeah then then that's definitely one of the first steps and uh, you know a step that i'm taking 
um, very often, a lot of us are taking often, is to fully experience an emotion. Because it's so easy to feel an emotion and be like, push it down. No, 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 no. You know, especially when we're in a public place. Mm. But it's to make a mental clock. Ah, okay, I'm feeling like this. What is this? If you're in a public space, you can maybe later on in the day, you can sit down with that emotion in a quiet space and just analyze it more deeply. And the most important thing is just not to judge yourself. The fact that you're experiencing a range of emotions just confirms that you're a human being. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah. it, it sounds like... Um, so like I said, from a, from a male perspective, do, do you think as a, from a female perspective that you, you, you're nurtured from an early age to understand your feelings or do you feel there's some... Like, I don't want to make it sound like it's just males that get this thing shoved down their throats. I mean, there's going to be, a, I'd imagine... Uh, a slightly different take from a female perspective yeah i mean i guess like most of us know in, like in, especially in the western world like females are more it's more acceptable for for women to maybe cry in public or for them to feel more of a range of emotions than than um guys like for sure but i wouldn't say like um um that the way women are brought up is is perfect in the regarding emotions because <laughs> this might seem uh silly but i mean one of the things that all of us really was so, so easy to do when when a a child cries it's so easy to be like oh don't cry don't cry you know saying don't cry but actually i think personally i think it's important for that child to to know that it's okay to cry so that for them to to experience that emotion and know that it's okay for them to really feel and to really express and fully be in that emotion and you know, even when you're, if you're a female, you you get um, parents, family members, really anyone saying, "Don't cry." Um, so yeah, I wouldn't say it's it's perfect. I don't think I don't think any any parent can be perfect in in the way they bring up kids. I mean, it's I'd, I'd say it's actually impossible to bring up kids perfectly. I mean. But I'd say since since we're we're in that in that sort of subject right now of how kids are being brought up, um, yeah, I'd say maybe we can get maybe we can improve on that. Maybe yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, no, I like I like that because I wanted to get an alternative perspective. I didn't want it to be very you know male orientated. So yeah, um, it's. It's, it's it's a tricky one, isn't it? Uh, feeling feeling emotions and and having that emotional intelligence, and then also, like you said, allowing yourself to experience and accept it without judgment. Mm. But also, yeah. I find that sometimes I can I'll allow it, but only for so long. I'll say, right, I've got like half hour. I'm gonna get this out, but then I'm done. Then, because I've got other things to do. 
Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's a difference between accepting and allowing yourself to experience and then wallowing. Mm -hmm. Um, so how, how do you, how do you bring, how do you process your emotions? If it's a particularly different, do you put time scales or? Um, I'm definitely not time scale. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> um, I'm, if if I feel like angry, sad, um, anxious, that feeling might might last one minute, or it might last, you know, like six months. Hmm. Um, it's about the the most important thing is, and it's something that I have to remind myself daily is to treat yourself as you would treat your best friend. So if, if you'd experienced a feeling of anxiety and you're like, oh my gosh, I've been feeling this anxiety or this, this way for, for, you know, like two months now and I still can't get rid of it. Like, oh, why can't I just let it go? You know, it's so easy. It's so easy to judge ourselves and go into that state of judgment. But the, I'd say one really useful tool um, is journaling. So getting yourself like, um, mine is just, I can see it now. I, I write in it so frequently. Whenever something, um, an external situation brings out something within me um, that is uncomfortable, I and I want to release it, I want to let go of it. I don't want this, emotion to hang on to me I feel like I need to write it down so I would start journaling so I'd write what what it was that made me feel that like this so what the event was what happened I'd write what happened and then under that I'd write how it made me feel what emotions did it bring up in me and then I just look at it. I, it might be, you know, two sentences each, or it might be like four pages. But even just writing that down just gives us like clarity over what happened and how it made me feel. And that can, in itself, can, can help loads. Because once we have that clarity, it's like one step closer of knowing how to let it go so i'd say journaling is something really really good really 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 good yeah yeah i recommend journaling too it's um mm -hmm. it gives you a shift in perspective and sometimes like you say it can help when you actually write it down it, you think is that it <laughs> yeah that's so true <laughs> yes exactly. and, then, and then you can truly move on yeah, yeah, yeah. So true. Because like, if if <clears throat> like, it's something I've done as well. Is like experiencing an uncomfortable emotion, and then right at the beginning of that experience is, for, let's say, for example, anger, anger and resentment. That mix. Urgh. So at the beginning of that, feeling that we could you know, our bodies can be in a sort of tight state and we're angry and we might have a red face. But then it'll sort of 
calm down that state of anger and resentment and it can calm down and it can move sort of more to the back of our minds but if we don't address them then they can just hang in the back of our minds mm. and that's just almost like that hanging of that emotion can be like a brick towards building a, a castle of of yucky feelings and so the more you push things to the back of your mind um, different emotions it could be anger and then you might experience this heartbreak that you push to the back of your mind you build up a brick and a brick and a brick on that castle and then you might even look at that castle and be like oh my gosh <laughs> like this how how am i feeling like this how is this castle so huge <laughs> basically the emotions will can build up and you can be in a state of discomfort and it's harder to let go of basically yeah. so it's about once you start feeling any discomfort um any emotion that you don't like address it address it straight away so feel it and then address it i'd say i'd say first feel it you know cry maybe shout or tell yourself this is making me so angry um uh oh hang on why is my phone saying shutting down <laughs> My, my phone just turned off again. Oh, I, remember what, I remember what I was talking about, so I can pick up from there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, I'm here. <laughs> anyway, so, um, yes. So, yes. So, if you, I'd, with, with myself, if, if any emotions of discomfort or emotions that I don't like if they appear first i fully experience them allow myself to experience them without judgment without judging myself and then i address them by writing in my journal um so yeah I, i'd say address them as soon as they appear but if you haven't which i definitely for sure um one that didn't address loads of my emotions and turned around and i had this massive dark castle filled with bricks of different emotions from different experiences um and if you want to if you want to address address those emotions those built-up emotions i'd say just start meditating close your eyes get into meditation and have that journal next to you and when you get into meditation so when you become better and better at meditating, do it over and over again, um, different things will pop up into your mind, maybe of resentment that you had towards someone in your life. And um, so if that does come up in your head during meditation, write it down in your journal. I feel 
For example, you could write, I feel resentment towards X. Um, and you, maybe you'll have a feeling of why that is. And just write, write in your journal as you meditate. So that's another really, really good tip. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I love I loved journaling. And it, and it really does help you uh, get past and, and, and understand your emotions too. Yeah, sure. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, to understand them, understanding your emotions is something really helpful. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, it's uh, it's it's not we're, we're, like we're taught in school, like um, like you say, like about you know not crying or not you know, um, if someone gets angry, they're not allowed to be angry. Um, so if someone's upset or crying, they're not supposed to be upset or crying. So therefore, the inference is if they're not supposed to be angry or not supposed to be upset. They've got to be something else, but mm-hmm. but at the mm-hmm. same time, they're not allowed to experience those emotions, so mm. that they can understand them fully what they are. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And then and then they got tools then to understand. Hang on a minute, I can feel angry, I can feel frustrated, but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean I have to act a certain way. You know, yeah. being angry doesn't mean you turn around and start punching everybody, but it certainly means that you allow that emotion to be. So yeah. you can then get to the other side of it. Definitely. You know? I mean, yeah, definitely. Like in school, still to this day, when, when kids are angry or they're they're feeling like they can't settle down, that's such a normal human response to life. Hmm. When when they when they do respond like that, they're they're made wrong for it. So they they can get punished because of their anger, um, punished because they're not settling down, but it's, it's so, so then they, they grow up, as you said, grow up feeling as though anger is wrong and not being able to settle down, not being able to be calm, not being able to, to just, just be in a calm state. Anything other than, than being quiet, being calm and happy is wrong. <laughs> Yeah. And that is so not not true at all. So we have adults, and you know, myself was thinking that anger was wrong, and it, it's so not. And yeah, you're so right with the with the teachers and and how how we teach our kids really really in school. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, be making some inroads into this. I know times have moved on, and certainly education has moved on from when I was a kid. So hopefully, these, uh, you know, yeah, I'm already seeing like my boys' school has got a a room within it to reflect. Oh, cool. So, I mean, it's just it's halfway to being a meditative place. You know, it's it's you know, so it's. Uh, and I, we, we never really had that when I was a, a kid. It was usually either going to stand in the corridor yeah. <laughs> or, or go and sit outside the headmaster's office. So, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you're so right, though. There's like more and more awareness in schools now, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah schools are making awesome steps towards just meditation being calm and understanding emotions being more accepting of of different emotions we're on the right path i feel in schools we just gotta stay focused on where we want to go 
yeah definitely yeah i think that's uh the emotional intelligence is is, is key for kids uh especially coming out no I, it doesn't matter what age but like emotional intelligence is is you know critically important mm. i think like the more intelligent you are with your emotions and the more you understand your body and the way your mind works the happier you can be in life for sure definite that's why one of the main things my main priorities is to keep that connection with who I am inside. Mm. Make sure that connection is a priority. Like that is so important for me to keep that connection with my mind. Um, and that's meditation can help with that connection because so often we can, we can disconnect from ourselves because of of the external world because there's so much so much stimulation mm. so many notifications on facebook so many so many messages so many emails to answer back um so many awesome tv shows so many exciting things happening happening around us that we forget to c connect mm. with ourselves and I think connection with, with, with who we are, with our inner being, is, is definitely a huge, significant thing in being happy, for sure. Yeah. So I think you put it quite, no, you did, you put it very well then. Um, yeah, I like that. That's mm. probably going to be my clip that I put at the start of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah, no, yeah. I was going to say something else then as well. It's gone. Anyway, never mind. Um, okay, so so how do, how do you tend to view obstacles in life then? Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, it's so easy to view an obstacle like, oh, get out the way. <laughs> I want to reach this place, but you're standing in the way. Get out of the way. But, you know... I mean, we can't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, obstacles. I mean, I think you might even know what I'm going to say, but it's about using the obstacle as, as an opportunity to grow. Like, how can I learn from this obstacle? How can I learn from this challenge? Uh, whether that's something that you can't do on a computer <laughs> like a process you can't do on a computer or whether it's a, a big emotional um, wave, whether it's depression in your life. How can I learn? What's the biggest thing that I can learn? What can I take away from this obstacle and um, make it into something that's serving you instead of, taking something away from you. Um, yeah, that's how I'd um, approach my obstacles. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not mm. taken away from you. Yeah, I do like that. That's, I like the way you put that. Yeah. Um, you just mentioned something, and it just made me think. I was trying to find it on YouTube. There's, there's a lady I follow on, um, on YouTube, and she is, um, what's the word? 
She streamed. She doesn't. Hang on a second. Sorry. Okay. Yes, it Abraham Hicks. Have you ever heard of Abraham Hicks? Yes. Yes, I have. Have you? And, I can't uh, remember. I can't remember. I, I, the name rings a bell, but I can't see his face. Yeah. So. Basically, she she and her husband go around the country and they give like talkings mm-hmm. and people ask questions. Um, I, I'm not sure she's channeling a higher a higher energy or, or what or what it is. I haven't looked into it that far. Mm-hmm. But it, the, the stuff she says is very wise and very clear. Most of it around being present and exactly like you just said, looking at obstacles and opportunities to learn. And one of the things that she says in there, and one of the meditations is six minutes long is everything is always working out for me. And it just goes over and over and over and over. And I've got it written down in work. And once mm-hmm. you can look at life, that everything is always working out for you, mm-hmm. it completely changes the game. Mm-hmm. You know? It's, yeah, definitely. It's about making those tiny adjustments in your brain. I have a, a very similar... Um, sort of you could call it a, a, a mantra like everything is working out best case scenario it's like very similar to you or everything is working out for me and even if the first few times you say it don't feel any any shifts or any changes if you like if you have a poster of it like you have on your on your wall that's awesome it's just that reminder little reminder during the day that you have the option to look at life like this. And if you do look at life from this angle and in this way, then awesome things, more awesome things can happen. So you have, you have the option and the choice to look at life in a different way through, in that perspective. Everything is working out for me. And just the change of the way you look at life can change your life. Indeed. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. What's that saying? Uh, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Ah, uh, yeah. 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 So true. So it's true. true. Uh, uh, and when I think back to when I started, I, I was very, um, uh, what's the word? not a victim mindset. So everything was happening to me. But now it's everything's happening for me. Oh wow! So, yeah. Don't get me wrong; is there's ups and there's downs, as there always will be. There needs to be the balance. Yes. But when when you understand that the balance is needed, you need to experience the highs as well as the lows. Yeah. Uh, it all makes it more the journey more enjoyable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, that's so so true, and. If you think about it, we're only on this planet for a short, short period of time. So it's about like just riding the waves that come up, like whether it's a calm sea, enjoy, enjoy the calm, the calmness of the, of the water. And then if a, if a big wave comes up, well, let's just ride it. Let's just ride it because nothing is permanent. So let's just, let's just ride the waves that come up. Enjoy the calms and know that nothing is permanent. So let's just, let's just live life and, and be with, with every, everything that comes up 
whether it's positive or negative. Let's be with the positive and the negative 100% because nothing is permanent and we're not here forever. <laughs> no, indeed, indeed. That's, that's one of the, the, the questions when, when you've got somebody presenting with like, um, um, say like anxiety or depression. One of the things they had thrown at me is like, uh, if, I, if I was to say I'm depressed, you'd say, what, all the time? And you'd say, well, no, not all the time. Like, oh, okay, so when you're not depressed, or when are you depressed? Oh, when I'm doing this, I am depressed now, I got depression, yeah, yeah. And, but people associate the states. But like you just said, nothing is permanent. So mm-hmm. being depressed, and this can be quite, you know, it, it can generate conversation. People associate the states because it's, it makes them feel a certain way. You know, they, they start to associate with the state of being depressed. And depressed is a, is a describing word for a low state. So you, you can't be in a low state permanently. There will be times where you're a little bit up. There will be times when you're a little bit lower. Yeah. It's, it's transient. All feelings, all emotions are transient. They move and they, you know, they adjust. Mm-hmm. So when we start, well, we've got to be very careful with the words we use with ourselves and others. When we, you know, when we say like, like anxiety is another one. Anxiety is is a is is a, is a state that comes about from a feeling, which has come about from a thought. Mm. And that's that's your realm then, where you're learning, you're going in, and you're being present, and you're understanding yourself, and you and you putting yourself in a position where you can understand your thoughts. And, and, and allow your thoughts without attaching to them mm, to let, mm. let them go and other feelings that go with them. Well, so. that's so true. So true. Like, and a lot of the reason why, um, why we can stick, um, to depression is because we're familiar with it. Mm. Um, and I think it takes, it takes, um, Courage to just step out of the familiar and do something or do something that is completely out of the ordinary. And then, then you realize more that, yeah, nothing is, nothing is permanent. And this, this feeling of depression, very similar to what you said, it's actually not attached to me. It's nothing to do with who I am. No. no, no emotion is attached to me. It's simply something that I'm experiencing. So every emotion comes and every emotion goes. So it's just, yeah, with depression, by doing something different, gives almost like an energy that is like an, an injection of energy into your life that moves that moves um the emotions and and yeah moves emotions and moves sort of the energy within your body doing something different can shift things and just make things flow again Having that um, depression can easily flow out and maybe in and out of your body if you do something different. If that made sense, I don't really know. 
It's all about making that one piece of change. I mean, the smallest, easiest piece of change that you can do in your life that, mm -hmm. that can flick the switch. Just like I say, one degree or 1%. And, I, and then that can set you on a different trajectory. Then, then, you're, then you're away. Yeah. As, long as, as long as you build on it and don't become complacent and think, okay, well, I'm 1% better. I'll sell for this. Mm. Don't sell. You don't have to sell for the mediocre, you know, depressed, anxious, always being in those sorts of states. Yeah. Nobody has to sell. Mm. So true. You deserve, you deserve more. Like, like you said, we are awesome. Yeah. Definitely go out there and get what you want, whether it's, you know, even if you think it's, it, it's, you can't reach it. Just take one small step towards that of which you want every day. Tiny, small step. Yeah. <laughs> People say, what's the, the average thing? Three score years and 10. So you're looking about 70 years. So 70 years roughly on this planet. And then there's probably 20 of those through schooling and education and just being young. Um, so there's, you're down to 50. Uh, by the time you've retired, which is probably 60, that leaves you 15 years left. So mm. you, all of a sudden, the summers are short. You know, mm. in, in the twilight years. So make, make the bleeding most of it. You know, you're not, you're not here forever, you know? Yeah. Like so that. just giving you know good vibes out there. <laughs> you know, only got five, 15, 15 um, years. So there we go. <laughs> I used to say to my wife, "I'm I'm forty years old. I'm halfway through." <laughs> what what a thing to say, you know. But it, it was it was the it was my state of mind at the time. I I used to think I I was literally halfway through my life. And once yeah. you get the, the realization that there are limits on being born and when you're going to die. You need those limits to drive you to do things. Some people come to a different a different stages in your life, like you said about the timetable. But you know, coming to it 45, 40, 45, 50, you still got a ton of time left. But if you keep doing what you're doing, you will always have what you always done. Do you know what I mean? It's always going to be the same unless you change something, and and then you can go off and real create something that you want to create to create the life you want to create. Requires, might, might require change. Mm, mm -hmm. so cool. so, anyway, one off tangent then. Um, okay, so tell me a story about something that has amazed you. Yeah, probably like the thing that's amazed me most, the knowing that it all starts with me. So... Whatever I want in life or, you know, whether that's a certain job or a house or something external, whatever I want or whatever I want to feel like, something internal, you know, I want to be happy. Um, it all starts with me. No one is going to, no one is going to get me that house or get me that give me that internal feeling of happiness because it all starts with me and to be honest that's that's one of the gifts that seizures have given to me because after having a seizure it's like um, you're in bed and only you can get yourself 
out of this dark hole that you feel like you're in after a seizure. It's almost you're at right at the bottom of a, of a, of a dark hole and it is totally up to you. There are, no one's throwing down ropes so you can climb up. It is totally up to you whether you want to have a good, positive, fun future or you can literally just stay in that hole and you can just stay in bed and just drag yourself through your days. It's totally up to you. So it's kind of scary at one po- in, in one way um, because you're like, oh my gosh, it's all done to me. <laughs> but then the other way is that because it's down to you, it's like, whoa, well, where do I stop? As in there are no, there are no, nothing, there are no limits. If I want, if I want X, let's go for it. Like there's nothing, I don't have to wait for anyone else to, to help me get there. It is on me hundred percent. So it can be a positive thing if you want it to be a positive thing. And it can be a negative thing if, if you allow it to be a negative thing. So that is my biggest amazement probably so far in in my life. (laughs) That's yeah. That, that, and and that's probably another one of the, the the building blocks for me was that realization it's on me. Yeah, you know the life I've created is on me. So mm. what can I do about it? Mm. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> it's like you say it's a big one, don't it? It's like you you not we tend to the direct um, things from our life towards other people because that's what we tend to see from other people. You know, and that's where the victim mentality comes in. You know, well, like I used, I used to say all the time, um, it's just not fair. Why do people have to be like that? Why can't they just get on? Well, for starters, that's a completely unrealistic expectation. Everyone's not going to get on, you know. And so I'm putting my expectations onto other people. So, which was just driving me to more unhappiness. But when I realized it's not up to me to, 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 wish other people to get on it's up to me to manage how i engage with other people mm-hmm. that and not, and not just other people other situations you know um confrontation um uh, my, my 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 eldest son this is my my journey started because i was conflicting with my eldest son um and i was aware that our relationship was going down the toilet so i wanted to create some change i wanted to change it. i wanted to I have a relationship with my son where he wants to be with me. He wants to come up the back and do a bit of woodwork or, you know, go golfing, go fishing or, you know, anything just to be with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that's where it came from for me. But I, I was, I, I don't know why, but I wasn't aware until a certain point or some things happened that I had created the life I had. Mm. And, and it's, it blew my mind that I can get to 40. And not be aware of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're aware of it, which is pretty, pretty awesome. You know, a lot of people aren't aware of it. You know, so it's awesome that you are. But yeah, it is. It all starts with us, doesn't it? Indeed. Um, yeah, that can be quite enlightening when you find out. It's like, oh my gosh, it's, it's all a, 
It's the biggest sense of freedom I ever had when I realized I don't, it's not on anyone else. You're not, you're not blaming anyone else. You're not saying, I wish they could just do this. Or that. It's, it's, it's empowering. It empowers you to live. Yeah. And like, yeah. You, you, know, like you said, live unconditionally without limits. Mm. Obviously then utilizing the values as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so we, say, that's what I was trying to say to you. I'm like, so it, it starts on a, on this little journey. It's one thing happens, and the next thing happens, and then the next thing they sort of all feed into each other, and, yeah. and, then, and then you evolve, and and then you learn more stuff, and then that gets incorporated. Yeah, 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 definitely. Okay. Um, all right, I got another question for you, and then we'll wrap it up if you want. Mm-hmm. Looking into the future. Uh huh. I, up to you how far ahead you go. What's the craziest and most exciting thing that Suan could be experiencing? Ah, oh, gosh. Dream. Dream, dude. Dream, girl. Dream. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, crazy and exciting. I'm just thinking about, like, just visiting Guatemala or like being in like um, a a jungle and trekking through a jungle um, and just not not the dark jungle that we were talking about (laughs) (laughs) no Um, but just like doing doing crazy and fun things like maybe jumping out of a plane um, you know organised with a parachute (laughs) Um, or um, it's scuba diving. I want to do all of these exciting things because I mean, who? I mean, not a lot of people don't want to scuba dive. Um, yeah, just having fun, going to um, lots of different festivals every year, bringing bringing more um, more more things that I've never done before. That's exciting. Um, for me, always doing something new, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So you're pursuing experiences then? Pardon? You're pursuing experiences? Yeah, definitely. Pursuing experiences, even if I think, no, that's not me, that's not like me. Maybe it is. Who knows? Maybe you'll find it really uncomfortable. Well, you can only find out by doing it, for sure. If I, if I get an opportunity to do something different I just go in with like just go in 100% um, because I'm here in this life to experience and to learn from my experience whether they're positive or negative so let's just go for it (laughs) yeah I love it it. (laughs) okay uh, and the last one can you tell my audience uh, on what platforms they can find you please okay so um, so as I said um, I've just released um, um, a website for schools, for school teachers to be able to bring meditation into their classrooms. And that's called Calm Cloud, calmcloud.co.uk. But they can find out more about Calm Cloud on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Um, Is it all, all the same yeah. name? Um, yeah, all the same name, either Calm Cloud or Calm Cloud Education. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll, 
I'll, I'll, I'll attach the links to this post anyway so they can get in touch. Awesome. Yay! <laughs> Thank you so much, Joel. No problem. No Thank problem. You. It's a pleasure having you on. Thank you for your, for taking the time. Appreciate that. Uh, mm-hmm. And having a, a fun and engaging conversation. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. It's been awesome. <laughs> yeah, be good to catch up with you maybe, you know, a few months down the road, see how you're getting on. Yeah, vice versa. Awesome. woo <laughs> Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. My name is Joel Ingram, and I am a certified NLP coach. I help passionate, resourceful, and professional people who feel stuck and unfulfilled with aspects of life to rewrite their narrative and chronicle a new, engaging, and captivating future. Please subscribe if you found benefit.